1: Terms and conditions apply.
2: The secret to catching prize-worthy fish...
0: two
2: pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, Lavar Arrington, Jonas Knox with you here. No Brady Quinn. He's got the week off. We are going to hang out with you, though, as always on the iHeartRadio app. We're going to take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 o'clock Pacific. If you're listening on that iHeartRadio app or any of our hundreds of affiliates all across the country, we appreciate you doing so because we bring this show to you live here from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there in unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers TireRack.com the way tire buying should be so somebody in the nfl is very, very very rich very,
3: very rich. rich i and, mean there's a lot of those
2: yeah but this person i feel like is on a level of wealth that not only very few people can relate to but also i don't think a lot of people would be very happy about and that somebody is roger goodell Because according to Adam Schefter, Roger Goodell is expected to receive a multi-year contract extension next week at the NFL owners' meetings in Phoenix. It'll be Goodell's fourth extension. Financial terms of the deal are unknown yet, but it's expected to be an incentive-laden deal and the most lucrative of any that any commissioner in any sport has ever gotten. And when you look this stuff up, the numbers vary a little bit. But he's already made, Roger Goodell that is, in the neighborhood of $500 million so far. Half a billion for Roger Goodell. Wow. Yeah. So uh, the question becomes, has he done a good enough job to warrant that amount of money that he has gotten so far from the NFL? And he's going to be sticking around for a little bit longer.
3: Well, I mean, he wouldn't be getting that amount of money if he didn't you know put up the the results yeah so that's what you got to know is is that it's such a lucrative lucrative business roger goodell has been one of those guys who has done a whole lot in terms of creating new revenue revenue streams developing uh the developed things, the development of of you know how business is being done in the league. I mean, f- from abroad to whatever it is that's taking place with you know any and everything that you can use and and figure out to grow the bottom line. I mean, it, at one point, I'm not sure what the numbers are now in terms of what they're grossing, but I I know it's been been a few years now where that eight billion number was the number that that the that the league was generating well a lot of that came from the stimulation of of what roger goodell brought to um brought to the office you know after after paul tagliabu stepped down so to answer the question you have to say it's a resounding yes that he's deserving of what what his contract is if they're paying him half a billion dollars to to maintain his position then you can only imagine what the owners are generating and what they're making off of the t- the decisions that roger goodell is making yeah in terms of how it's growing the sport or how it's growing the the revenue streams for the sport so
2: i i think that the Roger Goodell conversation is interesting because he's no doubt made some mistakes. Like, I think everybody can agree to that. You know, the him stepping in and wanting to be judge, jury, and execution when it comes to player punishments. Like, you look back at some of the length of punishments that players uh, and suspensions that players received years ago, and you go, well, I mean, in comparison to – like, when Ray Rice only got suspended for two games, and they knew what was on that video – bad look. And and everybody everybody saw the video and then the video disappeared and all the other things that came along with it. Obviously we know the officiating stuff is an issue. Like there has been that uh, everyone points to the concussion handling and CTE and all of that and the potential cover up, if you will. There has been some stuff that you look at when it comes to Roger Goodell that you can question the job that he's done and why he would have done the things that he did minority hiring has been another one um, like all sorts of the one thing you can't question from a business standpoint he's been fantastic because the, the league figures out a way every single year to add some other element that takes it to another level right when you think you've seen it all and there's going to be they they've hit their ceiling they figure out a way whether it's we're going to implement gambling we're going to do a new a new TV deal we're going to go to streaming we're going to he's always finding another avenue to push the league from a business standpoint and if you're an owner isn't that all you care about like how can you make me the most money possible and from that from that vantage point to me i don't have a problem with the amount of money that he's made understanding what it's done to help grow the game his strategies
3: yeah, I mean, as far as like the the mistakes and missteps, I mean, you are not who's going to be perfect. You know, you are running a multi, 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 multi billion dollar um, company from from the nonprofit from the five hundred one c three office. You are you are managing all of these these tentacles. Who's not going to have missteps? I mean, the microscope on the the league is so, so focused and so strong. Everyone looks, the media looks, everyone looks to have something to discuss that is controversial because they're on top. I mean, nothing is is really comparable to what the NFL is doing in terms of what they're able to generate. So, of course, there's going to be things that are looked at and say, "Okay, he could have did this better. That could have been handled differently. That could have been handled better." But you're not going to have one person that takes a job of that caliber, and and they're not going to fall. under the the eye of scrutiny and not fall under the, the court of public opinion in terms of how things are handled and how things are managed. That's just that's that's part. That's to be honest, Jonas, that's partially why you make that type of money as well. Yeah. Is to be able to to take the darts, to be able to take the arrows yeah. and the bullets that come your way. I mean,
2: he's had to it, take a lot of those, by the way, where he's had to stand up there and get pounded with questions that owners don't want to answer.
3: There you go. Like
2: he's you had go. To, he's had to be the you know the the windshield for a lot of a lot of things that the NFLs you know tried to you know figure out a way around and and have to answer for. And it's not a lot of owners who do it. It's Roger Goodell who's standing up there taking all the bullets. That's like, correct. Um, it, it, but what is interesting about this, though, because I, I was thinking, so all the, all the money that he's made and all this stuff that has come in, and and people talk about, you know, the job that he's done. I still, and even though we're a couple of years away from it, the fact that we had a full season during the COVID year with no games missed, we had playoffs, we had a Super Bowl. They figured out ways to put games on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and it's not just Roger Goodell. It's all the people that worked with him and around him. The fact that we were able to still have an entire season and the playoffs and the Super Bowl, fans or no fans, and they were able to navigate through all of that. I I still can't figure out how they did it because you saw a lot of other leagues that were folding. The NFL started on time and finished on time. There was like, no, the NBA went to a bubble. You had college football do this uh, abbreviated schedule. Some conferences didn't want to play and some did want to play. They had games canceled. The NFL figured out a way to play an entire season, which to me is still shocking through the entire, all of COVID that we actually were able to watch games and see games played every single week. And I think that also is another credit to Roger Goodell and the people there at the NFL who put it all together.
3: It was a pretty daunting task. I mean, crazy, man. And with everything that you had to create protocols-wise to be able to do it. You know, one thing that I'll say is when you give a person the credit to being able to run things at a high level, you ultimately have to look at the team that, that, that they've assembled. Yeah, You know, the, the NFL League offices has some of the br- the, the best, brightest minds um, working through and navigating through, you know, matters such as these um, that, that need to be, you know, handled in, in the proper way because that could have gone horribly, oh, God. horribly wrong. <sighs> You know, it could have gone like somebody could have died. I mean, look at the way people reacted when when we had the the health scare with the bills. Yeah, Demar um, Hamlin with, with Hamlin, and you know, could you imagine if someone had contracted or or can't you know came came up with COVID and passed away? Yeah, you know, it, it didn't happen. And,
2: and also for people that that are out there saying, well, knowing what we know now, you know, the likelihood of that happening was well, the problem is we didn't know all that back then. Like in in real time, nobody really understood what the hell was happening. You had theories, you had people throwing out some, their thoughts on things, but
3: nobody really had an idea. So, you know, the wild thing about it is it's still, that's, it's still out there. Like that's still, it's still a part of it. (laughs) Like it's, it's almost like we got to the point, which is, that's what we do as, as, as humanity, but it's, it's like covid is still out there people are still like i get the reminder every day when i see people wearing masks Cause, so now it's gone back to it's weird to see people with masks on like it's going back to that it's not now it's weird to see somebody without a mask on yeah it's now weird to see somebody with a mask on and and it's but it's a reminder that people you know that that covet is still out here you can still contract COVID. you could still have the same results take place from COVID now that you could have re, you know resulted in having back then so that that is what it is but i'm just saying in a time in and in a moment where it was so volatile the conversation of it, the, the impact that it had on our world, not just our country, but on our entire world, um, this was a global pandemic. And, and so you're talking about you're talking about going and and still finding a measure of, of normal, a measure of hope and and the nfl was able to deliver yeah. and and they they delivered in in a way where i mean look i didn't really i thought it was kind of weird watching the games with no fans in the stands and then you wonder you know how how are you going to get back to normal how are you going to get back to full capacity those were all conversations that needed to be broached as well and and you know what they did it yeah they did it and you do have to give credit to roger goodell being at the helm of of the nfl and how everything was handled because if it had gone wrong you know whose head is on the chopping block roger goodell yep, 100 so, percent. same guy same
2: guy who's got to take the bullets for the owners was going to have to take all those bullets if something went uh, terribly wrong by the way um uh
3: just to follow up on Jerry the, Jones would have been right there to kick that dirt on him. Um
2: just to follow up on the DeMar Hamlin stuff, uh he is uh, a minus one fifty on DraftKings to win comeback player of the year. So if anybody wants to uh, also jump into that into that world and that realm, the gambling world. How about that? Guy nearly died a guy guy basically died on the field in the middle of Monday night football. And just a few months later, there are odds on him winning comeback player of the
0: year.
2: <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> it's just like you can bet money on a guy who died on the field. Like that is that is how sometimes crazy things are that we talk about. That that's actually like a uh, a real thing. Like you could actually you think go he's coming and do that. back. Uh, I well it depends depends on um, you know what sort of lawyer gets in his ear and says hold on. Hold on,
3: you make way more yeah. if you don't go back. <laughs> like,
2: hey, you know,
3: you know, you work kinda... Let me explain to you why. Let me <laughs> explain to you the options and the reasons why.
2: And 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 I one hundred percent believe that those conversations are going on, and the NFL understands that there's a possibility this could uh, this could get a little bit a little bit messy in that front. Like, just feels like, uh-huh. yeah, feels like that. Can I, it out.
3: only takes one to open up. Pandora's box on some of this stuff, and, you know, that that could be, you know, could be something.
2: Could be. Uh, It is Two Pros and a Cup of Joe here on Fox Sports Radio, brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash two pros. That's the number two pros. Terms and conditions apply. All right. so coming up next here on the show, do we have a little bit of... Shots fired, taken from somebody who happens to be in very close proximity, maybe a little bit of a dig at somebody who's in close proximity to them from one coach to another. We'll get into that for you right here on Fox Sports Radio.
0: Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
2: Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Jonas Knox with you here. Coming up later on this hour, a little over 20 minutes from now, we're going to have another edition of Would You Rather. It is a Tuesday tradition here on FSR, so we'll get into that for you here on Fox Sports Radio. Again, a little over 20 minutes from now from the TireRack.com studios. So Nick Saban decided he was going to go ahead and make an announcement He's got a freshman defensive back named Tony Mitchell, who was arrested last week, uh, an arrest in Florida that resulted in drug and weapon charges. And so Nick Saban, you know, made the announcement of what the punishment was going to be and also made sure to point out, you know, that there was no wrong place, wrong time which is something that the Alabama head basketball coach Nate Oates said in regard to freshman Brandon Miller's involvement in a fatal shooting in Tuscaloosa in January. Let's take a listen to Nick Saban.
0: Tony Mitchell has been suspended from the team uh, on all team activities until we gather more information about the situation and what his legal circumstance is. And,
2: um, you know, I mean... Guys, everybody's got an opportunity to make
0: choices and decisions. There's no such thing in being at the wrong place at the wrong time. You got to be responsible for who you're with, who you're around, and what you do, who you
2: associate yourself with, and uh, the situations that you put yourself in. So um,
0: it is what it is. But uh, there is, you know, cause and effect when you make, you know, choices and decisions that uh, put you in bad situations.
2: Hmm. So was he alluding to maybe uh, what happened with the basketball team and the coach saying wrong place, wrong time, and, and that's why Saban brought that stuff up? You know, maybe uh, maybe giving a little bit of a bad look to the university that Brandon Miller was still out there playing and is still out there playing while Alabama's making a run towards uh, a national championship. Did you uh, did you take that from, from the comments there from Saban? I mean,
3: why wouldn't you? Yeah. It's uh. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you protect what you've built? Like, the worst thing, you know, one of the things that I can honestly say from experience is when somebody helps to build legacy, but they're a part of hurting it, that, that as hits differently, man. Like, Jerry Sandusky was a major part of building, helping build the legacy at Penn State. And when all that stuff happened, he was single handedly a person that tore down the legacy of what Penn State represented. And it was replaced with infamy and and, and uh, amongst other ways of describing, you know, our institution and the people who are associated with it. And and so when you hear those type of comments that that coach Saban made, you, you know. It's the worst thing when you see your reputation destroyed or or altered or you know just, just not not a favorable look and you had nothing to do with it. You had nothing to do with how this coach handled the situation with with these players. And their involvement or lack thereof like there's so many people out it's, it's so interesting when I did I did a post on the the, the pat down with, with Brandon Miller and everybody's like oh they've been doing it all season or oh it's it's an MMA thing or oh they're just kids being kids and this that and the other and da 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 like so on and so forth and it's always something else Until it's the something that hits hardest, like something comes out later on or nothing really even needed to come out. If I'm the coach or I'm somebody on that staff, I'm aware of what these dudes are doing in pregame, especially. Hey, Jonas, in a time where you're dealing with the investigations that are taking place and someone lost their life. Why would you even allow – I would have been in that locker room like no pat-downs.
2: That would be the time you would think that you'd want to be as buttoned up as possible.
3: As buttoned up as you can be. And to sit there and your response to be so nonchalant and it's just business as usual. If I'm Nick Saban, I'm somewhere and I'm screaming – you know, into a pillow or I'm I'm looking into my bathroom mirror or something like that and I'm like, he's gonna have it up. This dude's gonna have it all up. Cause all it takes is somebody, one person, to mess it all up and then it and, and then the all the momentum that this man has built during all these years at Alabama is gone.
2: Because it also, I think people are, you can't really separate the two because this isn't a, somebody lost their lives, a a mom lost her life. So you can't really separate, well, that was the basketball program where the football program, bro, it happened in Tuscaloosa and, and both, both are, are located in Tuscaloosa and I would venture to guess that.
3: With all the Sandusky stuff in Penn State, they they labeled our entire school. One hundred percent, I'll bet the wrestling our entire, program, our entire everything, yes. Uh, and, and we were was, all we were all guilty,
2: and that we were
3: all guilty. That's yeah, that's, that's that, the and part. that's the point I'm making, right? Like that's that's why I drew the comparison of Penn State, literally alumni. <laughs> Current players, current current students, current faculty, current anything Penn State. We're all child abusers. We're all child rapists. We're all child this, that, and the other. All of us. And that's everybody's punchline. When they felt uncomfortable or or you wanted to be funny or you wanted to have a good comeback. Oh, you went to Penn State. Oh, you was touching them kids too, huh? Like that became a narrative. That was connected to all of and us. And
2: then if you defended the program or the school, like I remember Then
3: you're defending what took right. place. Like
2: I remember Franco Harris got buried. Like people were, were crushing him because he came out and was defending the program. I remember there were there were other players, uh, you know, Spice Adams spoke out publicly because of it. I think um uh, if I'm not mistaken, who who was he? But there were several other like former players who came out and was Matt Millen, I think, I think came out as well to it and, and was speaking on the subject. And if you just spoke about it and said, we're not all like that, you immediately got labeled as one of them.
3: Well, which is I, crazy. Was, I was the most vocal in the media the entire time. And, that probably it was got, happening. and got
2: crushed, right?
3: It, I mean, it, it wasn't easy. It wasn't the easiest time. It was a very, very dark. It was a very hard time. and, and t- to me again when when you think about the things that you have to go through um and and what you experience and and how people speak on you and speak about you, it's the wildest thing because if anything, we're the total antithesis of what we're being accused of. You know me, myself, personally, personally, all those other guys, all the other people that are associated with our school—it's the total antithesis. My whole life is dedicated to to helping kids. I don't, I don't do anything crazy, you know, and 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 violate anybody or anything like that. But yet, that's what I was made to be. So, and 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 bringing the point, tying the point back around to how Nick Saban. Discussed and how he sounded, tone wise, and what he's saying. You've got the amount of success that school has been able to enjoy has been because of Nick Saban building that football program to what it became and what it is. Now everybody else is able to benefit from it, but if you if you ruin that reputation, like think about like. There's going to be some kids that wanted to go to Alabama that don't want to go anymore. I'll give you a great example. Here's another personal example. I was going to Miami. I wanted to go to Miami and play for the U. Marlon Barnes gets murdered in his his room. I, I want to say apartment room or whatever it is. He gets murdered in his room. Changed my mind. Like, I'm not going. I'm not going there because I don't want that's an element that I don't like I don't want to. I don't want to be in college worrying about if somebody's going to come into my room and and beat me to death, literally. So I changed my mind and I started like weighing out like I had three, three different options. I had Miami. I had Penn State. I had Florida State. Those were my three schools that I was I was looking at very heavily. And Miami fell off that list at number one. They fell off the list because of what took place. Now, everybody at Miami and Coral Gables, I've been to Coral Gables a ton of times since, since college. It's a beautiful place. A lot of old money, a lot of, lot of, of, of really, really affluent people. I didn't know that. I thought, I thought that the University of Miami was like in Liberty City. So I'm thinking I'm going into a war zone if I go to Miami. It's a perception. It was a misperception guided by a narrative that came from what took place with Marlon Barnes. So while it wasn't a player that passed away and lost their life in, in what took place in Tuscaloosa, nonetheless, an innocent bystander in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, lost their life in a shooting that involved players on the team. You cannot take that lightly. That cannot be taken lightly. That can't be just, you know, you just brush it under the the, the rug or you just, just breeze over it. You can't do that. And so when you're talking about protecting that reputation, that's that's something that, you know, I'm sure Nick Saban is going to be very, very committed to and very adamant about doing because I can guarantee you nobody's looking at that basketball coach like he holds the, the the you know, the tradition and the legacy and the value of, of, of Alabama uh, like Nick Saban does. And so he'll be he'll come and go, you know, he'll he'll be here now and gone tomorrow and he'll be then ruined the reputation of the entire school.
2: And also, when you think about Saban, last year, Saban, you know, kind of put his foot in his mouth a little bit when he called out Jimbo Fisher and and all the the NIL and all all that. And and he had a lot of people, but, like, Nick Saban said that publicly, and one of the pushbacks was, oh, yeah, well, well, like, you haven't done some things? Jimbo Fisher, you know, hinted around. I know a lot of stuff about Nick Saban. So I find it hard to believe that Saban would come out a year later – And say this about what's happening with his football program without knowing people hear, people interpret, people. This was clearly him letting everybody know we're different from them. Whatever you think goes on here at Alabama, that let let it, you know, we want to be clear that we're not this. He didn't come out specifically and say that, but he wanted to be clear. There's a separation between the two of us and how we do things, even because I think he realizes to your point. Some people like there there could be a recruit who's thinking about going to Tuscaloosa and all of a sudden their parents says to him you're not going there. Like if that if that's how this stuff is handled, you're not going there. I mean like we want to send our kid to Tuscaloosa to go to college. Yeah, you want to go there and play division 1 at a top-notch program, but I I wouldn't be surprised if Nick Saban didn't have to have discussions with recruits since January and their families about, hey, what's going on over there? Is that how things are done in Tuscaloosa? I 100% think that's happened over the past couple of months for Saban.
3: I mean, there's going to be family. You're, I, my, my daughter is getting heavily recruited for volleyball. She's going to be a senior next year. I am freaking out, Jonas. Just freaking out like that she was just a baby. I was just holding her as a baby and now she's going to be a senior next year and she's going to go off to school somewhere and I have to trust that the environment that my daughter is going in into is not one where I'm going to get a call at some point in time while I'm doing this radio show while I'm 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 mowing my lawn while while I'm I'm taking a nap whatever it may be I don't want to get that call Jonas I don't want to receive a call where someone said that, you know, my daughter has been involved with a shooting or or something took place. This is the main strip. These are college athletes like what if one of these boys is trying to talk to my daughter? What if one of them is dating my daughter? What what, like? What if like it's all these what ifs that come about when things like this happen? And if it's not addressed the right way, you're damn for sure right that parents are going to sit there and and think twice about if they're going to allow that child that was their baby. That's now at the point of of adulthood. Just turn them over to 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 being in an environment where something like that could happen. You feel that way in a safe environment they go to a safe place you still feel the same exact way let alone if they go somewhere where you know something has taken place and it's been reported all in the news and and it's something that has been kind of like you know sensationalized in a way like you don't want to be a part of that like who wants to be a part of that
2: yeah it uh, seems pretty obvious what uh, Saban was trying to accomplish Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Two pros and a cup of Joe here on FSR. So coming up next, it is another edition of Would You Rather. We've got some hard-hitting questions from the world of sports and beyond. It's all yours coming up next here from the TireRack.com studios.
0: Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific.
2: Two pros and a cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio. LeVar Arrington, Jonas Knox with you here. Coming up, top of next hour, somebody is speaking on the possibility of landing Lamar Jackson, a potential trade when it comes to Lamar Jackson. Could we actually see it? There's some rumors out there, rumors flying about some interested teams. We'll get into that for you again, coming up a little over 10 minutes from now. Before we get to another edition of Would You Rather, I want to let you know we are brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com.
3: Let's make
0: history. And now, would you, rather? would you rather your random topics, sports or otherwise?
4: All right, lead the lap. What do we got? Guys, a lot of movement in NFL free agency, uh, a lot of movement with the wide receivers. I want to just throw out a few of the many. Would you rather have Adam Thielen on the Panthers, Brandon Cooks on the Cowboys, or Juju Smith-Schuster on the Patriots?
3: cooks on the cowboy yeah i'll say uh, brandon
2: cooks on the cowboys i mean adam thielen i just wonder what you know what's his productivity gonna be like there like I, I he's had some great years but it feels like health's been a problem and also there was probably a lot of opportunities considering justin jefferson was going to get most of the coverage i i just i don't know that he's going to see the same uh production there and then juju smith schuster with new england I mean, we don't we don't know what the hell's going on with Mac Jones. He was in a quarterback battle last year with some guy named Bailey Zappo, or like some guy named after a lighter, was competing competing for the quarterback job with Mac Jones last year. So,
4: what else again I mean, you also could have thrown <laughs> Zappy, by the way. Um, you also <laughs> could have thrown out Jacoby Myers Slappy. with the Raiders, and uh, Allen <laughs> Lazard with the Jets. By the way, is, is
2: Zappo is the name of a lighter, right? Zippo. Ah, whatever. Close enough. That's
3: the okay. name of a shoe. Shoe.com.
4: <laughs> Is it really? Zappos. <laughs> I didn't know. Okay. Lighter our shoes. shoes same thing. Uh, What else we got, Lee? Guys, would you rather uh, hang out throwing down some McDonald's with Chad Ochocinco or eating some Skittles with Marshawn Lynch?
3: McDonald's. Oh, I mean, that's a tough one. Because it's all about the experience and and the fun. I think Marshawn Lynch would be fun to hang out and eat Skittles with, but so would Chad to eat McDonald's. I, I'm a I'm a go with Marshawn because you went with McDonald's, not because it would be better, but because these two were very close. They're close.
2: And also, like the I just I don't eat as much candy. Like I you know I just for whatever reason just doesn't sit right anymore. And Skittles. You bite into, like, a hard Skittles, and I feel like it's going to break my teeth. Oh, I, here you go. I'm just saying. Like, I I don't—Skittles uh, used to be awesome back in the day, and I don't know if, if the different— I like Skittles. But do you separate the colors and eat them, or do you eat I them don't. all at one time? Yeah, I do. I put do. them all in. I do. I got to separate the colors got to be separated i want i want the lemon with the lemon the orange with the orange it, because it just feels like there's too many contrasting flavors in there it's yeah, kind of gross nah,
3: not me yeah oh uh,
2: no not me
3: what else we got lee? going morbid on this <laughs> one got would awkward.
4: you <laughs> would you rather be buried alive or eaten alive
3: good Christ, Lee. i uh, would rather neither of those yeah
4: lee. <laughs> <laughs> lee really yeah it's a classic would you rather
3: First um, of all, buried alive is one of my biggest fears. 100%. Like falling <laughs> to my death and being buried alive, like those those are like horrible fears. Being eaten alive, it's it's ironic. I was just watching on on my social media. I was watching a hippo get attacked by lions and they were literally eating the hippo while it was alive. Damn, so, how many uh,
2: lions got that hippo?
3: I mean, it was like had to be Two whole- or three that were, was, were jumping on. I
2: was going to say, one-on-one, that line doesn't stand a chance not, with a hippo.
3: Not at all. But Bro, hippos are taking out. Well, these lines was taking him out, and he was still alive. God. I, I just wouldn't want to feel something chewing me up and in, in killing me, basically. And I got to feel that while I'm going to my death. Like that's, I don't want to do either one of those, man. That's, that's a, that's worse than morbid. I'd rather, I'd,
2: I'd rather be eaten alive just because at least I could get a couple of shots in. You know, if, if I'm still like you're like Quint on Jaws when he's getting eaten by the shark. Like if I'm him, I'm putting a thumb in that thing's eyes like it, like I, something on the way out. I got to I got to get some lick in on the way out. If you're buried alive, what was that Kiefer Sutherland movie where he, he was buried alive and he used a lighter? He he put his lighter on and he realized he was in a, in a coffin underground somewhere. There was some Kiefer Sutherland Is that 24, movie. That show, that show- no, it was like a movie. I forget what it was.
4: Was it
0: like The Lost
2: Vanishing, Boys? maybe? No, not Lost Boys. Maybe it was The Vanishing, and it wasn't Flatliners uh, either. That was a kind of a weird movie. But yeah, just being buried alive is just an awful... God, what an awful way to go. Just... I didn't want to yeah, think about I, it I don't, Lee what are you I doing It's morning
4: time like, why, why do we yeah.
2: got to send people With such dark thoughts Into their work It dinner? was Turn dark
4: you, That was Lee.
3: pretty dark Jeez. Was pretty Classic dark. I, I
4: would personally Prefer I, I to wouldn't be, say that's classic <laughs> we're Rather buried alive I feel like you have a chance I don't know Your fighting chance is a good thing Good thing to be on top of the food chain I'll move it along um, Would you rather go to a movie alone Or have dinner alone Dinner hmm.
2: Are there drinks at dinner
4: you can drink as much as you want.
2: Are there drinks at the movie?
4: Yeah, I. Of course, I, I bring drinks to the movie. <laughs> of
2: course, you do. You don't. You don't pay for them. You bring them in. Yeah. Oh, you of go? course. They have course.
4: bars at AMC. I know. That's um, a great new, uh, great new feature. I'll go movie.
2: Dinner just feel like it's a little bit. That's more weird. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I thought when I was younger, I used to look at like guys that went to movies by themselves, and look at this loser going to the movies. And then you do exactly. Now now I want to. And now
2: and now,
3: and now like now that's gonna be me.
1: Yeah,
2: that's all you want to do now. Yeah. yeah.
3: You're you're a creeper. You go to the movies by yourself. Man, let me tell
2: you something. Nobody wants to go. You got to go by yourself. You're a G.
3: You're a G. You go to dinner by yourself, like loser.
2: Across from my brother's bar, there's a movie theater. And I can't tell you how many times you go into the bar, you a throw back a couple of throat bombs. Oh yeah! Walk into the theater by yourself, get some, some popcorn. Oil. Yeah, some of that some some liver of that, lube. Some of that liver lube. You know, yeah. you lick the lid a little bit, and then you walk in there, and you're after it.
4: Check out from the world, man. Nobody can get to you. Yeah. What else? Uh, yeah. else? Would you rather? Um, would you rather? She always finds you, Lee. <laughs> she always does find me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he ain't lying
4: oh my god <laughs> no my man. would you rather be a dog or a cat dog all the way
3: um god probably a cat actually I'd probably I rather be a cat even though I like dogs way better yeah <laughs> makes sense yeah, they'd leave you to hell alone when you're a cat
0: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com.
1: Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the
0: ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff.